Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, Queens. It's Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. I trust that you all had just a fantastic weekend and that you are so ready to be productive for the new week. You're ready to connect. You're ready to collaborate. You're ready to uh, share information about your products and your services and truly be the CEO and ambassador of your business. Well, here we are in the month of February. Did January not blow by like a freight train, right? Wow. So many people are talking about how fast January came and left, and this is what I'm talking about. You know, here's, here's the thing. Time is not a respecter of people. Time is going to keep on moving whether you are prepared to take advantage of it or not. And this is why I stay on all of you who are listeners. This is why I stay on top of you about being proactive queens being the type of queen that is planning ahead of time. Now, keeping it transparent, I don't always do that, but I am so committed to doing that that I have set up systems and strategies in place that help me be more productive and more proactive. And I encourage you to do the exact same thing. Now, one of the greatest tools that we can use to take advantage of the time that is passing by, passing our way, is you've got to make a commitment to a calendar system, okay? It really doesn't matter whether it is a manual calendar, you know, a day timer or a Franklin planner or whatever type of paper calendar you may have or whether it's an online calendar. But I do want to call your attention to some things that I think is very important When you are talking about managing your time, first of all, while it is possible for you to have multiple planning calendars, okay, you only need to have one master calendar to which everything is pouring into. Now, that's somewhat difficult to do if you're manually managing your calendar. In that case, you only need to have one master calendar, period. You know, if you've got to put school appointments and activity appointments for the kids on the calendar, doctor's appointments, uh, business appointments and meetings, uh, job appointments, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you have a manual calendar, it all needs to fit on that one master calendar, okay? That's very, very important. Now, in this day and age, however, most people do have an electronic calendar, but I have a lot of clients, especially my 40 my forty plus queens. I have a lot of clients telling me that they are having a difficult time switching between a paper calendar and a electronic calendar. So here's my solution for you on that, because I, I, I had a Uh, somewhat of a challenge with that as well. So my solution is this. Use an electronic calendar, okay? Use your online calendar as your master calendar. Um, But what you may want to do is you may want to purchase a a planner that has the monthly blocks available to you where it allows you to plan out your business and activities and the different things that have to get done. You can kind of plan it out. And then, uh, you know, these are things that are going to be either recurring uh, things or maybe you're planning out events for your business or what have you, and you can use that as a block planning calendar, just like school teachers do a block planning calendar for their class studies with their kids, right? So you want to do the same thing. So it's okay to have a planning calendar. That calendar is not necessarily for that what you would check for your appointments and that type of thing. That particular planning block calendar is just so that you have something manual that you are keeping 
where it serves as your template for different things that you've got to research that you want to get done within a certain time period. It's helping you to kind of like block block some, some time frames off. And I recommend that you do it in pencil, okay? If you do it in pencil, you can erase and, um, you know, and continue to plan without really making it messy for those of you who attentive and you don't want all of that 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 scribble and scratching out on your manual planner okay but for your master calendar of course you would use an online calendar so of course you guys know that I'm a Google girl I love all things Google and so at the top of my list I'm going to recommend to you what I use because I know the most about it and so I recommend Google Calendar right um, now, number two behind Google Calendar might be Microsoft Outlook, okay, uh, the calendar for um, those of you who have uh, Microsoft computers or don't extensively use Google, but you're kind of like the Microsoft girl, where it's the Microsoft Calendar, Outlook for your contacts, uh, PowerPoint, WordPress, all of those different things. If you're a Google girl, then, of course, you're using all things Google. So. As I use the Google Calendar, I have a master calendar, that, uh, and I have other multiple calendars, but they pour into my master calendar so that, number one, I'm making sure that I don't uh, let anything fall through the cracks and also that I'm making sure that I can see everything that is happening in my life, Right. Now, I have gotten to the point finally where, you know, I've been working hard on myself for like the last two years to become paperless. It's, all, it's, it's not possible to become 100% paperless, but, oh, my goodness, you can cut it down so much. Like, I know that I have changed because I'm not buying as much uh, paper for my printer. I may buy one pack of paper for the every six months for my printer, whereas I used to seemed like I was buying two and three packs of paper a month, right? So I only buy one pack of paper for my printer. So that definitely is an indication that I am cutting down on utilizing um, handwritten things, right? And this is why I made a conscious decision to try my very best to, to manage and have a somewhat of a paperless office. It's because I just got tired of all the stacks of paper I was seeing around, stuff that really didn't make sense. I already had it in the computer, so it really didn't mean uh, it wasn't necessary for me to print all of that stuff out. And I think I was just stuck back in the 80s and 90s and not really moving forward, taking advantage of some of the technology. And so I really had to develop some habits uh, as to, to getting myself to become more of a paperless user. So I have an a iPad, and maybe some of you have an iPad or a notepad. And what I did on my iPad is I was able, um, I have the, I also have the, uh, and they have the same thing on the on the Windows or the Notepad side. I I have one of the uh, digital pencils, and, and what I'm able to do is I downloaded a, a planner, a calendar planner, and a notepad for myself, and I'm able to write on my iPad as though it was a sheet of paper but I'm able to just kind of keep all of those things in order. And that really helps out a lot, right? So getting back to the calendar, I only recommend that you do have that one master calendar. And I also recommend that, you know, like I said before, for those 40-plus girls or those girls who really like manual, the manual way, because some people are very creative, right? You creative types really love, you know, the different color markers and pens and highlighting it and putting stickers on your calendar, that kind of thing, you really get into the planning part of it. And if that's who you are, that's fine. But what you can't do is have multiple calendars all over the place, and you're trying to keep up with all of them in order to manage your life and your business. Your life and your business should all be on one calendar, one master calendar. And again, as I said before, you can have a, a, a planner that you are using to, you know, be proactive and plan ahead and know what events and different things that you want to uh, make happen for your business and other activities for your life as well, okay? So enough said about that piece. 
But then I want to move on and I want to remind all of you something very, very important about time management and properly spacing out the different uh, pieces of time management. So you have your meetings that you need to put in your calendar. You also have anything that you need to take action on, like follow up with your virtual assistant, or um, you may want to also have other items that like tasks that you're responsible for that you've got to get done. You want to have all of those things in your calendar as well. I use something that has been extremely uh, helpful uh, to the 10th degree on making sure that I don't uh, allow things to fall through the cracks and that I am not uh, I'm not overbooking myself and that I'm properly planning uh, and making use of the time. I call them spacers, S-P-A-C-E-R-S, spacers. And what spacers do is spacers stop you from overbooking or underbooking the time, right? And it helps you to be better prepared. So I'm going to give you some examples of what spacers do. Okay, so say, for example, if I have to leave my home office and I have to go to a doctor's appointment or I have to go meet a client, then I need to, in addition to the client appointment, I also need to add a travel block before and a travel block after. And I need to estimate the time that it's going to take me to travel to that location. So if my doctor's office is on the other side of town, that might take me 45 minutes to an, uh, to an hour of driving time. Then I need to have a travel block prior to the appointment, right? So if the appointment, let's say if the appointment is at 11 a.m., that means that at 10 a.m. I need to be leaving my home. So from 10 to 11, I'll be driving. So that's a travel block, 10 to 11. But then after I finish with the doctor's appointment, and let's say I'm through at the doctor's appointment at like 12.30, that's an hour and a half. Well, from 12.30 to 1.30, I'm driving back to my home. So from 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., I've got all of that time blocked, and just all of that time is pertaining to that one doctor's appointment. This is where I see people making a big mistake at because they often will say 11 to 12.30 for the doctor's appointment and everything else is left open. So if you talk with a client and they say, oh, can you meet at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, you look at your calendar on Wednesday and see that you only have the 11 a.m. doctor's appointment, and you go, oh, sure, I can meet, and you put that person's name in the 10 a.m. slot, right, which backs you all the way up to 11 a.m. when you should be at the doctor's office by that time. Do you see what I'm saying? So you have to make sure that you properly add spacers into your time management calendar so that you do not over or underbook yourself because this causes stress and it causes you to feel overwhelmed and it causes you to push appointments over to the next day or the next week. So these are things that you have to think about, right? With being a proactive queen, it means that you're taking on the responsibility to ensure that things are properly planned and done ahead of time. As the CEO, this is one of the things that you should be doing every single morning, every afternoon, and every early evening. You should be paying attention to your calendar, okay? You have to make sure you're paying attention to your calendar so that those kind of things don't fall through the cracks. So I have um, travel blocks for uh, uh, spacers for those times I have to leave and go. Then let's say, for example, if you have a meeting, a Zoom meeting or a phone call meeting in your office, but you need to actually prepare yourself for, in other words, you need to look up some resources or you need to look at some information, or you may need to review the client intake form, make sure you're in the know before you speak with this prospective client or what have you, then you need a admin prep spacer. I call it admin prep. And I may do an admin prep 30 minutes before I actually have that meeting, right? And then after every meeting, I always have like a 30-minute break 
in between my meetings so that I can, you know, whether I need to use the restroom, I need to eat uh, a quick lunch or whatever it is that I need to do. But I never like uh, my appointments back to back to the point to where I am not able uh, to stand up, take a break, do a little bit of exercise, whatever it is that I need to do, right? So the admin block or the prep block, P-R-E-P, I, I interchange those two. The admin block or the prep block, is for when you need to prepare ahead of time for the following appointment, okay? And that's very that's very important, okay? And then other types of blocks I have, I have a personal block when I decide I want to take a block of time for myself to do some things, right? I have a personal block. And then I also, uh, if there are things that I need to get done in my home and I'm finding out that my habits are running poor on the poor side for the week with getting certain things done. I may even have a, a house a house block where I've got to wash some clothes, do some do do certain things, right? So again, you may have your own types of spacers that you need to add in your calendar. But at the end of the day, you are responsible for reviewing your calendar. And again, I recommend that you review your calendar early morning early afternoon, and early evening, okay? So that might be 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. first review. Uh, then it may be, again, uh, somewhere uh, early afternoon might be around 2 or 3 o'clock, okay? And then early evening might be somewhere around, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock. And so, again, this is very important, Queens, because well, I'm finding out all too much, and, you know, and I'm talking to Sister Queens all day long, and what I'm finding out is that we're being very stubborn when it comes to managing those 86,400 seconds of time that passes by every day. But I want you to think of it in this term. If someone were to hand you every day $86,400, I bet you that you wouldn't take it so lightly to, to, to not manage that, right? She would be like checking your checking account to make sure your deposit was entered. You'd be looking at how you were going to spend that money. You'd be, again, checking that checking account all day long and the next morning to make sure the second set of $86,400 was in that account. And that is the same attitude you need to have with time because time is a testimony that you are here. It is a living testimony to you that you exist in this world and there's purpose for you being here and there's things that you need to do and you cannot idly sit by and allow yourself to mismanage the time that has been allotted to you. And so I want you to take heed to what I'm saying and I want you to make sure that you make it a priority to properly create a time management system for your that is so very important because if you don't do it, remember, and I tell you this all the time, if you don't manage your life, manage your business, then who is, right? And I think a lot of the times as women, a lot of our stress comes from the very things that we don't do, right? We're stressed that our business is not making enough money. Well, a lot of that stress is brought on by our own selves because if we if we don't have a the proper marketing funnel, if we don't understand our target audience, if we don't have a marketing plan overall, then we're causing our own stress. We're getting stressed over the fact that we keep missing out on, on meetings and opportunities, networking events, conferences. You know, we, we keep telling ourselves, I keep missing all of these important things that I really want to go to, but yet we're causing our own stress because we aren't really managing our time and being proactive queens to make the things that we want happen. So it really is all in our control. And it's time this year that we really put on our big girl panties and that we take responsibilities as CEOs for our businesses and we, we just manage the darn thing, right? We make sure that we are doing what we are supposed to. I want to call you again to my favorite scripture because it's just, it has helped me so much. And, um, you know, it, it, it has just been a, a scripture that has been uh, what I would say 
a scripture that has, I feel like it was written just for me because I can be hard-headed, I can be stubborn, I can procrastinate, all of those things I can actually do. But it's Hebrews 12, 11. Write that down and look that up in the Bible. Hebrews 12, 11, because it is, um, it is a very, very special scripture. It really is. It talks about discipline and why discipline is so very important and what it will do for you. So I want to just quickly read this to you, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and I am going to read it to you from um, the NIV version, okay? I'm going to pop it right here, okay, the New International Standard Version. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. You guys know what that means, right? But later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those of us who have been trained by it. Amen? I hold on to this, right? Because those days that I want to procrastinate, I don't feel like doing something. I'm tired. I I just have to go back to Hebrews 12, 11. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those of us who have been trained by it. I want you to hold on to that scripture. I want you, if, if you have problems with procrastination, trouble getting organized and structured and you know that you really need to practice better self-discipline to do the things that you really want. I want you to hold on to Hebrews 12:11, and I want you to hold on to the promise that God has given us that if we keep ourselves disciplined, disciplined uh, in, in God's word, discipline in loving others, discipline as wives, discipline as business women, um, that it is going to produce a harvest of righteousness. Now, there's going to be a little mental pain in that, right? A little mental pain. But if you stay disciplined, it pays off in the long run. And we, we teach these things to our children, most of us, but sometimes we don't practice what we are teaching to our children and to others. But we need to hold steady to Hebrews 12, 11, and we need to remember the promise that God gave to each and every one of us that if we stay disciplined, if we practice good time management, if we become proactive queens, if we do the things necessary to support our goals, our dreams, the things that we want in life, even though sometimes it is going to be painful, later on, however, God says it is going to produce a harvest of righteousness and peace for those of us who have been trained by it. Amen. Amen. And so, again, queens, it is so important. It's so very, very important that you understand that when you have been given such talent and potential as you have, and when you have dreams and goals rumbling inside of you because you want so many things, you have to be a respecter of time. You have to stay disciplined. You have to stay rooted in God's word. And, you know, I can't. I can't even talk about this enough because it's just that important. So, again, uh, I wanted to start off today with, you know, with talking about the importance of time management because I am experiencing so many sister queens that I'm talking to every day who are discussing um, the difficulties they are having with time management and why, um, why oftentimes they, you know, they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing from day to day, okay? So I hope that information that I just shared with you about planning a master calendar and, you know, using a planner um, for being proactive and planning out different things, I hope that has helped you and I hope um, that you took good notes about spacers because spacers are very key when you're talking about time management. I hope all of those things uh, have actually helped you. It's 1224 after the hour, and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Queen Trina Newby, your host and founder of womenaboutbiz.net, and I am 
so glad that you are here with me today. So very, very glad. Hey, all this month during the month of February, our theme is a passion for business. A passion for business. This month, I'll be providing tips and insights on developing a passion for your business, including your customers or clients, right? Very, very key. I want to go ahead right now, and I want to move right into the five questions of leadership for those of you that are new to Successful Woman Radio. Every year, I select five questions that I repeat every single Monday that are going to help you to hone in on your CEO skills, help you to be a better business owner, and to help you to brainstorm within yourself improvements that are needed in your improvements or enhancements that are needed in your business to take it to that next level. So make sure you have your notepad out and that you write these questions down. Ask them of yourself as often as you need to, to hone in and build your CEO skills. Here's question number one. Have I set my business foundation? Now, hey, ladies, this is a powerful question. I'm going to break down a little bit exactly what that means. But setting the business foundation is very important. Most of you who have, you know, either looked at a home, bought a home, you know that you have to have a home inspector to inspect that home. And the reason why you do is because they can find things in that about that home that you aren't necessarily an expert to do. They'll make sure that that foundation is set right. They're going to measure. They're going to test different things around that home. They're going to go up on the roof. They're going to go in the basement if the home has one. They're going to look for cracks in the wall to to see if there are uh, possible erosion issues going on with the land. They're going to be looking at all of those things, right? But the key is they're going to make sure that the home is setting on the proper foundation. And that's exactly what has to happen for us as CEOs. It is our sole responsibility to make sure that we have set the proper business foundation. So let's take a let's take a look at what makes up the business foundation. I've identified some things. So number one, you you know when you're talking about your business foundation, you're basically talking about the internal side of your business, right? Not the outbound side, but the internal side. So the first thing you want to look at is your legal structure, okay? Have you incorporated? Do you have an LLC or a tax EIN, right? These are all things that Women About Biz can help you with. We've been doing it for 20-plus years now, and we've helped so many people to get themselves incorporated and, um, we, you know, at a very low cost. And so, again, if you haven't structurally set yourself up, then this is the time for you to do so now, okay? So at the very minimum, you know, if you are an LLC, most of the time you are protecting your assets, you are being more professional, and you're preparing yourself to really build your business credit as well. And these are the first two things that are going to be needed, your LLC and your tax EIN. Now, as far as legal structure, I say LLC because most small micro businesses are LLCs these days. However, there are some um, circumstances where your tax specialist or your accountant might um, suggest that you are another type of legal structure, but it depends on the size of your company. But at but, but for the most part, mostly everybody can fall under getting an LLC. And you have two ways that you can go when you apply for your LLC. You can apply for your LLC, and when it comes tax time, you can file a 1040 loan form and a Schedule C. But I am under the understanding that that doesn't necessarily help you with protecting your assets as it should, it causes a breakdown effect because if you are filing a personal 1040 form and attaching a Schedule C and being treated as an individual proprietor by the IRS still giving you those LLC tax benefits, it's possible that depending on your type of business, someone could sue you personally because you are filing your LLC through your 1040 loan form right? These are things you'll have to talk with your tax specialist about. However, you can also uh, file a IRS form to be treated for the 
only for tax purposes to be treated as an S corporation, meaning you're going to file your LLC separately from your personal business, right? And this may help in many reasons, right? This may help you um, to build better business credit. This may uh, really put a good protection shield around your personal assets. Uh, this this could be very, very helpful in these types of situations. So it really depends on the type of business, how long you've been in business, the type of money uh, that's coming in and out of business. Uh, but at the very minimum, what you should know is that you can start out filing your taxes as an LLC on your 1040 form. And then as you begin to grow, as you begin to have more liabilities in your business, each at the top of each new year, you can apply to IRS to be treated also as a sole, uh, a sole not a sole proprietor, but you can be treated as a S corporation, therefore um, filing your taxes separately for your company and protecting yourself all the way around, okay? So these, again, are things that you have to talk with with your tax specialist, but if you are looking to incorporate and you need more information on that, you can certainly schedule a power talk with me uh, through womenaboutbiz.net, and we'll be happy to provide you with that information. Also in your business foundation is your strategy, okay? Your strategy is a part of your foundation. What does that mean? That means that if you're the CEO of your company, you're responsible for having a blueprint or a plan uh, for your business goals, your sales goals, your marketing, how all of that is supposed to be happening, right? For example, what do you want to experience in your business this quarter as a part of your strategy? What will you do to support your vision and goals for your business? How will you implement the tasks to support your goals? And who will you be delegating all of these tasks to? You can't do it all by yourself, right? So that's all a part of your strategy. And then next, we're still talking about the foundation. Oh, yeah, it's quite extensive. Next, you have to ask yourself, have you formed your power team? That's all a part of question one. See, we're still on question one. Have I set my business foundation? So after you've, you know, looked at your strategy, you have to then, you know, again, look at have you formed your power team. Your, your power team is that group of contracted professionals or employees that have the talent and the potential to do certain tasks better than you. They can take it off your hands and, and get it done. And so, again, you're responsible for identifying the different roles needed to play in your company to get things done. And then also in your foundation is what about automated marketing? Have you automated your marketing? Even when you are asleep, is your website working hard for you? You know, are you, uh, do you have email funnels pre-scheduled? When people sign up for things, have you already set up an email sequence funnel to reach out and communicate with them? All of these things are part of your foundation, right? And this one is the most important piece in the foundation, okay? There were five areas of the foundation. This is, this is area number five, and I'll go ahead and repeat all of them that we've talked about so far. So the first question in the five questions of leadership was, have I set my business foundation? And then pertaining to that were five core areas that I needed you to pay attention to. Number one, legal structure and setup. Number two, strategy. Number three, um, have you formed your power team? Number four, automated marketing. And here's number five, you know, are you prepared to receive the money, Right. That is very, very important question. Are you prepared to, prepared to receive the money? What money? What, what, what money is this talking about? Or, or am I talking about, you might ask. Okay. So what I'm talking about is money in your accounts receivable, money people are paying you for your services and or your products, okay, money that's in your business checking account, okay? Um, do you have a bookkeeping system set up? Do you have a merchant account set up? At the very minimum, Queens, you need to have Stripe and a PayPal account, business PayPal account, I might add. So if you have a personal PayPal account, you can either convert it to a business PayPal account or keep that personal and also set up a business PayPal account. There are many, many advantages to having a business PayPal, okay? So again, as I said, for the merchant, you at the very minimum need to have a Stripe account and a business PayPal account. Okay, and then a cash flow analysis 
so that you can determine how many clients you need in order for you to accomplish your sales goals or how many customers do you need purchasing your products in order for you to accomplish your sales goals. This is a cash flow analysis, and this is something that should become your best friend as the CEO. So I just finished with question number one, breaking it down, telling you what it means, giving you the five core areas of setting up your business foundation. Now let us move on to question number two in the five questions of leadership. What are my top three business goals for the month? Okay? You've got to be goal-oriented. And even though you may have a, a multiple list, items on your goals list, you, you really need to be careful about putting so much pressure on yourself to accomplish a lot of goals. The only time that you could really do that when you have, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten goals you're trying to accomplish, because you have to remember, for goals, you have to list multiple tasks to support accomplishing that goal. So you can imagine if you've got 10 goals that you're trying to accomplish all by yourself, and then you've got multiple tasks, you may have 100 to 200 task items that need to get done. You are setting yourself up for failure if you think you can get all of those things done by yourself. It is, it is a very daunting, you know, a daunting process. So what I would recommend is that as you ask yourself what you want to experience in your business this year, you really want to write those experiences down. Those experiences are one and the same as your vision, what you are seeing that you want to do. And then from there, you list out a goal or goals with an S that support each of those experiences. And then you list out the tasks that need to be done in order for you to accomplish those goals that support that vision or those experiences. You got it? There's a hierarchy to this. So because of that, you cannot set yourself up to try to accomplish 10 goals. Now, the only way that can happen is to try to accomplish 10 goals in one month. The only way that that can happen is if you have employees or contracted professionals who are all taking who are working for you on a consistent level and are all taking some piece of your vision and being responsible for managing and accomplishing those goals. Otherwise, what you have to do as a solopreneur is that you have to have a running list of experiences that you want to have, prioritize them as to what you want to see happening in your business. And of course, you're, you know, bringing money in is at the top of the chain, right? You know, so you have to list that and then transfer them over uh, into your planner and then break down the tasks to support those goals and either delegate it or do it yourself. Um, three business goals is pretty much, to be honest with you, it's, it's pretty much the standard for getting things done. Now, what happens if you have three business for the month and you accomplish one of those goals in one week? Well, then you can look on your task list or your goals list and add another goal. That's all, okay? So this question is very key. You need to understand it. You need to make sure that uh, you have set up a system for yourself to actually do your goals, okay? So again, what are my top three business goals this month? Very, very important, okay? And then number three, in the five questions of leadership is, do I have my power team in place, right? Now, if you'll remember in question one, one of the core areas that you needed to make sure to set up your foundation is to have a power team. Now, let me just kind of, as a side note, share with you that a power team, again, is that group of professionals that often have their own business. They're just contractors through you, but it's that group of professionals that and take over some things for you, whether it's social media, whether it's writing content, whether it's updating your, your blog or your website, whether it's um, creating graphics for you, um, whether it's following up with prospect, prospective clients, customers, all of these individuals, some of them may work for you on a consistent basis, but then some, right, some may basically be for you 
as you need them. So don't get overwhelmed thinking I got to hire all these people, but use them as you need them, right? That's very, very key. And sometimes you may have one general admin person that is very good at multiple things and very good at self-discipline. They may be able to help you, you know, take care of many of your needs. But again, at the end of the day, you still have to vet people uh, who are professionals that could possibly provide those services to you because it is too late to look for them when you need the service right away. You can't put anything into action having to go and interview and look for people. So this is why you create a power team ahead of time. Simply sit yourself down, get a blank sheet of paper out and say, okay, who do I need on my power team? What are the types of tasks that I don't need to be doing? Somebody else needs to be doing that for me, okay? So, again, this is question number three. Do I have my power team in place? Moving on to question number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communications, right? Wow, Queens, this is so pivotal. This is so important because if you're not consistent with your marketing and communications, then this is a whole breakdown as to why you're not making the sales and why um, you don't have followers, right? Because you have to stay consistent with individuals. And part of staying consistent really is is working with someone to create your marketing plan um, and then executing it. And oftentimes what I find out, and I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to say it, Oftentimes, I find out that a lot of micro-business owners are cheap. They will spend their money on trips and cars and new clothes and concerts and a whole lot of other stuff. Even they will spend their money uh, not even knowing that they spent $150 for the month on snacks and eating out and all of that, they'll do all of that before wanting to work with a professional to help them move their business along faster so they can 10x their business. And I'm going to tell you, the time is now to stop with that attitude. If you haven't done, if you don't have a marketing plan or marketing strategy written out and whatever is written out has already been implemented, you've got email sequences, you've you've set up your uh, email marketing platform, Uh, You already know how that relates to your social media. Um, You've got graphics and different things uh, in place, and you know who can help you create quick graphics and and really uh, do some different things to your videos. If you don't have all of that, girl, you need to take your behind and go and get in your quiet place right away and just figure out what is it that I need regarding my marketing and who can, who can help me, right? Now, I always let everyone know I'm not a marketing specialist, but I've been doing business for 30 years, and I've, I've really nailed some blueprints on marketing. So I can get you started on your way and then refer you to some people that can help you to make it happen in marketing. But you have to want to do it. You have to want to do it. And the first step is to schedule a power talk with me. Just go on over to womenaboutbiz.net. That's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. And on the home screen, just scroll down um, beneath the banner, and you will see schedule power talk, okay? So, again, um, you know, as you look at putting your power team in place, what it does is that it it relieves you of having to do a lot of those everyday recurring tasks so that you can do what you do best, whether you are a consultant, whether you're trying to be the ambassador for your business, whether you need more planning time as the CEO, whatever that might be. Here's number four. Am I being consistent with marketing and communication? So we just went over that and we talked about that. Let's move on to number five. Last but not least, this is the one that we kept over from last year. On a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? On a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? Don't forget, hey, look, your belief level is tied directly to your actions, okay? So don't play around with this question. Be truthful. Be authentic. Keep it real because that's the only way we grow. You cannot grow if you're not real with yourself, if you aren't willing to admit certain things so that you can get help 
or you can start preparing to turn around a habit that is not a good one, right? So your belief level is tied directly into your actions. If you really, if you say your belief level is on a scale of, you know, seven through ten, you must be taking action and your goals must be accomplished. You're accomplishing your goals and your to-do items of March complete. You're, you're doing good and you just have to enhance what you're already doing so that you truly have that high level of unshakable faith in yourself. But if your actions are saying to you, I, I am not where I need to be with my belief level, I, I don't have that level of unshakable faith because here I am one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, or a year later, still wanting to do the same thing but never having accomplished any of it. The time is now to make a, make a change. The time is now to believe in yourself and to make some things happen, okay? So there you have it, ladies. You have the five questions of leadership. Have I set my business foundation? What are my top three business goals this month? Do I have my power team in place? Am I being consistent with marketing communications? And last but not least, on a scale of one to 10, what's my belief level? Okay, there you have it. Use it as often as you need to, even every hour if necessary, right? But they will help you to hone in on your CEO skills, and they will help you to become a powerful leader. Trust me, I do this every day. Um, It is 12.46 after the hour. I want to go ahead and move right into our theme for today, which is five marketing tips for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we've got Valentine's coming up. Truth be told, every month there's a holiday or some celebration that we actually could uh, piggyback off of um, and create kind of like a theme-based marketing plan uh, for that month. Uh, Here we are on Valentine's Day, right? So love is in the air. Valentine's Day is upon us and one of the biggest commercial opportunities for businesses, right? This is especially true if you have um, a service business like a massage business, right? Um, Or if you are a travel agent. Uh, for local getaways and different things, romantic getaways locally. Um, this, these are things that really, really, you know, you could market really fantastically on during the Valentine season. Um, so again, okay, this romantic holiday can always be leveraged to your advantage. So get your marketing team ready to promote all your business has to offer. Right. So an article by Calibri states that an average, on average, people spend up to $300 more on their better halves, right? Another article in 2022 by Schedule says that spending for Valentine's Day in the United States alone ended up being somewhere around $23.9 billion. Can you believe that? Wow. And the question you have to ask yourself is, do I want a share of these $23.9 billion profits, right? As most of you will answer, honey, that would be a definitely yes. Right, queen? Oh, for sure. Well, here are some marketing strategies that you can use to ensure your success during the season. Now, I do want to say to you as a side note, you really, if you were going to be marketing for Valentine's, you really should have been started in January, but it's never too late to still do some level of marketing for the holiday season. Here's number one. You can promote self-love, especially if you're a life coach, right? With all the hype surrounding couples, it's a good idea to promote self-love, especially for singles. You can send out marketing emails with tips on how to show yourself love. Um, you know, according to the survey, 14% of women purchase flowers for themselves during Valentine's Day. How about that? This means that, that there will also be a market for single people to purchase for themselves, their family, their friends, different gifts, right? So self-love is really great. So if you have gift items, if you have supplements even, if you have different things, even if even if you are – even if you are a business coach like me, I have, you know, give yourself the gift of love and start your business this, this um, Valentine. So, again, you can really look at promoting self-love, and there are many ways that you can plant that. Here's number two, provide gift ideas. Again, you can use email marketing to send out gift ideas to your customers, and doing this, 
You can ensure or you must ensure that you include a link to your website or business so that when customers view each gift idea, they can see a product or service of yours to purchase. People love it when things can be found with ease, all right? So you really want to make it user-friendly. This is why I am such a uh, an advocate and a fan of landing pages, right? Because landing pages allow you to help people focus just on what you want them to focus on so that they don't go scouring around your website, right? So landing pages can be very good, and you can do them on leadpages.com. Uh, if, you, if you really are not a designer and you don't have anyone to help you at the time and you just really need to create a quick landing page, leadpages.com is really good for that. For those of you who are Google girls, um, you can create a landing page inside of Google. Google Sites, uh, you can do a really good landing page. Here's number three. Offer time-sensitive deals, right? Time-sensitive deals are very important as well. There will always be those who like to procrastinate and shop at the last minute. The trick to speeding things up is by using kind of like a countdown timer on your landing page or your website. This actually will have a psychological impact on your customers as it will play on their fear of missing out. When things or time are limited, they become more desirable. An additional benefit is that it will also increase your website conversion rate as well. So I want you to remember, you know, regardless of what holiday it is, the same things have to happen uh, for, the, for, for that particular holiday. And so, again, I just want to go ahead and point out to you in our blog at womenaboutbiz.net, if you click on the blog, you will indeed, I, just, I believe it's there. Let me see. Let me see. Um, it may have been taken off. If you go, if you're a member of Women About Biz, you can go to Build Your Empire in the top menu bar and under Success Clubs, click on Business Marketing. Once you click on business marketing, it's five ways to market your business during the holidays. Now, we were talking about, you know, the Christmas um, season or the December, January market, but the, this particular article transcends over just December holidays. It actually helps you for any holiday. And you can go back into our uh, marketing uh, club and read this, right? And so that brings me to the fact that if you are not a member of Women About Biz, you need to at least be a free member to access um, all of the article clubs under Build Your Empire, then simply go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on free membership under join and get yourself signed up. You will not regret it. We have a robust free membership, okay? So again, you want to definitely take a look at that. Uh, getting back to looking at ways to market your business during the holiday is run a sale. This marketing tip, of course, is a no-brainer. I mean, you know, sale, running sales is all a part of the marketing process. However, offer sale items uh, or a two-for-one promotion that will attract the crowd or bundle certain things up, you know. Uh, maybe you have an ebook, but you may go ahead and create a quick audio, right? Be sure that while you are promoting your sales on social media, you are also sending email reminders of your amazing offerings to your current clients and prospective clients, right? Keep your email campaigns interesting and to the point right? Nobody wants to read through long emails, so you're talking about one or two paragraphs. Don't forget to throw in a free shipping option if you actually sell physical products. So you've got to work with that sales price there a little bit if you're going to plan for a free shipping offer. And last but not least is number five, consider having a contest. Nothing screams Valentine's Day more than a contest where you can win a date for two or, or a cruise uh, or where you can win a romantic dinner for two. It does not have to be something out of your budget to set back your business, okay? Advertise this contest on all of your social media forms and then give everyone enough time to participate. So I would have to say that I will say this, when you're talking about this type of contest, you really need 45 days to run it really good. Um, but, you know, you may be able to come up with some short things to do, some good ideas, maybe not a dinner, um, but you might be able to, for example, um, if you have a local list of people, 
um, you might be able to run a contest to win, you know, a, a Valentine's basket of some sort. Um, or if you are looking at it on a national level, um, then you definitely may also, uh, you may also go and look at the possibility of doing like, you know, a local, I'm not a local, but a national online gift company that can send out different things quickly to people, right? And so that's what you want to take a look, okay? Take a look at. Um, you can, um, I'm just going to give you guys a few ideas on the national side, you know, gifts for Valentine's. If you put gifts for Valentine's into Google, a lot of things actually come out. You know, you've got Godiva chocolate. Um, you've got Valentine's Day at M&M's.com. You've got 1-800-Flowers. Um, you know, so, again, you've got all of these different companies that can get these gifts to individuals, and some of, some of them are, are $25, you know. Uh, trust me, 20, $25 to $100 to run a contest so that you can build your mailing list and different things like that. Oh, trust me, that is very inexpensive to do, you know, to actually run your contest, right? So, again, I'm just giving you, queens, ideas and things that you can do. And what I'm saying is everybody can take advantage of marketing their business during the holiday season. You just have to get extremely creative with doing it, Okay. So that is very, very key. So hopefully those are some good ideas that I have given you that you will be able to take to heart. I want to go ahead and I want to move on to remind everyone that our book club, Book of the Month, is make um, is making good habits, breaking bad habits. I want to remind you all of that. And um, I want, you know, I want you to get yourself a copy of this book. This is definitely a book by Dr. Joyce Myers that, I would say everyone needs to have in their library. I want to read a quick excerpt, okay, from uh, the, the book uh, as she is talking about, you know, making good habits. How do you break those bad habits? So I'm reading from a section called Reprogram Yourself. She says, it's amazing how powerful your subconscious mind is. Every single time you do something, your subconscious programs it into your brain. Mm, how true. She says, the more you do it, the more entrenched the program becomes. I have been amazed at how difficult it is for me to do a new exercise and how much easier it gets each time I do it. My coach told me that it is not because I'm too weak to do new exercises, but because my sales have to get accustomed to doing it. Each time I do a new exercise, my sales remember it and it's easier the next time. She says, God has created us in an amazing way, and he has enabled us to be excellent people simply through doing the best things over and over again until they become part of who we are. She says, I have a bad habit of throwing my makeup brushes into a drawer after I use them. When I put on my makeup the next day, I get frustrated because it seems I can never find the right brush. So I am in the process of forming a new habit right now. In order to do so, I've had to slow down and keep my mind on what I'm doing. Now, as I use the brushes, I take the time to put them where I know they will be the next day. I have only been at it about three days, but by the end of three or four weeks, it will be a habit. I won't have to put out the same effort to remember it. I think a lot of our bad habits are the result of being in too big a hurry to do a thing right to start with. Some people never pay attention to what they are doing, so they almost never know where anything is when they need it. This type of disorganization, she says, causes a lot of frustration, stress, and loss of precious time. However, through repetition, you can become organized in any area you need to. Remember, though, difficult at first, it will be as the time goes by. Again, and I want to remind all of you of our scripture for today that I read, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of peace and righteousness to those of us that have been trained by it. Keep this scripture close to your heart, Hebrews 12, 11, and I was reading from the New International Version. 
Well, there you have it, and I'm thankful for all of you who have been a part of the show. Please don't forget to go and join also our WAB Crown community at community.womenaboutbiz.net. Don't forget to do that. And I want you to have a beautiful and a product. My desire for you is that you have clients and customers pushed down, shaking together, running over. I pray for you to be productive. I pray for you to use the right amount of time. I pray for you not to be stressed or overwhelmed this week. I pray for you to work through all of your challenges, and I pray success over you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful day, and mark your calendar for next week as we continue with the theme of passion for business.